before the pilgrims sailed to America. And that's a lot of time. There's a lot of things that have happened in the world in that period of 400 years. And so between the end of the Old Testament canon and the last prophecy of that time and the appearance of another prophet was 400 years. So that when John the Baptist came out of the desert proclaiming the imminent appearance of the kingdom of God. This was newsworthy. This was radical stuff for the people of his day. In fact, historians, apart from the biblical history that we find in the New Testament, gave more press and more attention to John the Baptist than they did to Jesus. John the Baptist was a nationally known person. He was a celebrity of sorts. He was controversial because he confronted the king of that period about his marriage and so on. But what interests the New Testament the most about John is John's relationship to Christ. We have to remember that John was called of God not to be an ordinary prophet, but he was ordained to be the prophet who would announce the coming of the Messiah. And so his ministry was to function as the herald of the kingdom of God, the one who would announce its breakthrough and its intrusion at this time in history. Let's take a moment now to go to John's gospel, where we read at the end of the first chapter of John these words, beginning in verse 24. Now those who were sent were from the Pharisees, and they asked him, this is referring to John, saying, Why do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. And then we read a little brief transition here in verse 29, that the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel, therefore I came baptizing with water. Now there's one statement that John makes here that I want to call some attention to. John says on this occasion, which is the day after he announced the coming of Jesus, he said of this one who was coming, I did not know him. Now, there's something a little strange about this because John the Baptist was a blood relative of Jesus. He was Christ's cousin. And we remember in the birth narratives of the Gospel of Luke, of the infancy of Jesus, that after Mary had conceived Jesus in her womb, that she made a visit to her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth had already conceived a child six months ahead of Mary, as had been foretold by the angel Gabriel. And when Elizabeth and Mary met face to face, there was a meeting between John and Jesus. But this was not a face-to-face -face encounter between Jesus and John the Baptist. Both of these men were not yet men. They weren't even yet born. 
They were both still in the wombs of their mothers. And Luke tells us that on that occasion, when this meeting took place, that Elizabeth noted that when she heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe in her womb leaped for joy. And so there's a sense in which I'm criticizing John the Baptist for saying on this occasion, I didn't know him, when in fact he recognized him before he was even born. He acknowledged his presence when he came while still in the womb of his mother Mary. But now we have the episode of the public recognition of Jesus. And let's go back to this text and look at it a little more closely. The Pharisees had sent out a delegation to investigate John the Baptist because they were puzzled by his behavior and by this practice of baptizing people in the Jordan River. On another occasion in an earlier program, for other theological reasons, we called attention.